Hello and welcome to the very first episode of a new podcast called Open Dialogue, the podcast for collaborative SEOs and digital marketers. In each and every episode, I'll be speaking with the best and brightest minds in SEO, digital marketing and beyond to find out how we can work more effectively, efficiently and productively with other teams, departments and clients. For our first episode, I spoke to the amazing Polly Pospolova. She's head of search at Delete Agency, an award-winning agency specialising in UX design, digital product creation, digital transformation, SEO and PPC based in both London and Leeds. Polly has written for a wide variety of leading digital publications and regularly speaks at events including Brighton SEO and Search Leads. During our chat, we spoke about how Polly got into SEO from a development background and how she now uses her technical SEO expertise to work with a range of teams on projects for enterprise clients. We also spoke about how Polly hosted a hackathon to optimise Delete's site and get a perfect performance score in Lighthouse. If you enjoy this podcast... Please share and give it a shout out on social using the hashtag open underscore dialogue. And you can also find me on Twitter at Sam underscore Marsden. You'll also be able to find a written recap of this podcast over on the Deep Crawl blog by navigating to the page deepcrawl.com forward slash podcast. You'll also be able to sign up to our mailing list and be notified when we release new episodes every other week. Before we get started, I'd like to let you know that this podcast has been made possible by my employer's Deep Crawl. So if you are interested in improving the technical health and organic performance of the websites that you manage with an enterprise-level web crawler, then head on over to deepcrawl.com and have a look at how we can help. We've even got a two-week free trial for you. But that's enough about that. Let's dive straight into the very first episode of Open Dialogue with Polly Pospolova. Welcome to the show, Polly. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for having me. No problem. Um, you are the very first guest on Open Dialogue. How does it feel to be on the show? Nervous, um, excited, um, very appreciative. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's much the same for me. It's a kind of a surreal experience when um, something that's been in your head for a long time, suddenly it's it's a reality and um, yeah, you actually start recording something. Um, yeah, so I'm really interested in getting to know a bit about your experience. And um, I've been meaning to speak to you since um, your talk in Brighton. I think it was back in, was it September last year? Um, it, yeah, it yeah. was. It was. I, um, I spoke I spoke at Brighton uh, about 18, now 20 months ago, um, first time on the main stage. Um, well, it was terrifying um, yeah. and exciting at the same time. Um, brilliant event, and and I've been back since. Yeah, that that was actually my first experience of Brighton um, speaking there. I was thrown on the main stage, and it's yeah, it's, it's something quite terrifying about being in front of um, over a thousand SEOs. But um, <laughs> but I like to kind of start this podcast by looking a bit at your your background, and um, I always find it interesting to find out how people actually got into get into SEO and into digital marketing. Um, so, yeah, would you mind sharing your story about how you got into to search? Not at all. Um, not at all. Um, my story, like so many other SEO stories, I guess, um, is a happy coincidence. <laughs> um, I um, Back in 2003, I was doing my... Um, master's um, degree um, 
And as part of that degree, um, I've chosen this dissertation title I've chosen um, was um, Intelligent Search Engine Spider Software, Multi-Threaded Intelligent Search Engine Spider Software written in uh-huh. Java. So it was a piece of um, piece of soft that I built without realizing there was, there was any purpose for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it was just fun, I guess. You feed it a URL and off it goes, downloading um, HTML files, parsing HTML, storing information um, discovered about uh, certain tags and content held within certain tags in the database and returning it based on simple search queries, so a desktop um, application. Um, so that was it. Um, and, and all I got out of it, I thought, oh, I can program a little bit better now. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was no industry as such. Um, SEO industry didn't really exist clearly defined as it does today. Um, but um, that was my first, I guess, experience. So I've obviously got quite deep into um, what content means, how to weigh certain content uh, enclosed in certain tags, how to figure out what the page is about, um, you know, certain parsing difficulties of scripts or certain tags with styles and attributes inside them. So I guess I've, I've gone I've gone deep into analyzing the page um, code, I guess, um, and doing something with it. And then I graduated um, and just worked as a software developer for a little bit, a webmaster software developer, um, and then SEO started to, I guess, emerge. Um, I've noticed it emerging really in 2005. And at the time, I was a project manager, technical project manager. And one of our clients came to us um, and brought um, a very long SEO uh, recommendations report uh, done by some SEO agencies and saying, well, could you implement this on my website, which we built at the Mm -hmm. time. And I looked at it and I thought, "Mm, half of these things probably don't matter half of these things would just be wasting your budget uh, but these and these and these things are quite interesting and how about you let me do some other things <laughs> just to try out and that was my first very very successful um seo trial project i guess and and everything else is i guess led me to um to go deeper and deeper in, in the sector so i've almost I've created a department without with that without there being a department wow. <laughs> in the agency. Um, I was lucky enough for um, for founder for our co-founders just pretty much let me do what I wanted as long as it was commercially viable. Um, and here we are today, um, a very technically SEO focused digital transformation agency. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, that, that's quite a unique story. So <laughs> you actually you actually started off building your own crawler. Is that that's correct. Yes, wow. that's correct. A university project. It was non-commercial, but it could do, you know, all the all the basic things on a low intelligence level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how how do you think coming from a development perspective has kind of shaped your um, experience of SEO? Because I've come at it from much more of a um, digital digital marketing. Um, perspective and coming at it from the business side. I'd kind of be interested to to know your thoughts, whether it gives you a better grounding in especially the more technical aspects of SEO. Uh, without a doubt, Sam, um, without a doubt. I think um, having the technical background um, really helped me do well, um, do things well um, throughout my career. Um, the 
deep understanding of, um, I guess, um, markup, um, speed, performance, the way requests are handled between a browser and a server. All of these things uh, help you grasp things a little bit quicker. But then that's just one piece of the, of the much bigger puzzle. Um, you know, SEO is um, so broad. In fact, I think everything we do is has got a kind of SEO connotation. So um, technical, me being on my own, for example, I don't think we would succeed um, as a team. So, but it definitely, definitely helps for mm-hmm. technical SEO. Okay. And as head of search at Delete, who are you working with on a, a daily basis? What does your team um, look like? Yeah, so uh, Delete um, is a is a full service digital transformation agency. We do large, meaty builds um, for big brands, you know, multilingual, multinational. So um, I end up working with just about everybody um, and Delete every every single team I touch um, um, on a daily basis. So I work with solutions team. Um, so this is the team who defines. Um, what we're building, how and what is in scope and what is not in scope. Um, I work with uh, delivery teams who um, manage budgets, estimations, and make sure that everything um, is covered um, and to um, to a budget. I work very closely with UX and design team. In fact, <laughs> we've gone through almost a process of um, evolving our UX and design um to a point where they now consider search probably just as much as I do. Um, (laughs) That's quite an achievement. (laughs) Absolutely. They've evolved from thinking, well, UX is the most important thing and then you just plug and do whatever you want. But actually now they realize that everything they do has an SEO consequence, um, consequence for SEO. So we've really um, worked well with this team. It's taken probably the longest. (laughs) I guess. And naturally, our work development team is absolutely my baby. I love them. Um, I'm, I'm no longer a developer myself, so I, um, I feed on <laughs> other developers' talents. Um, and um, we, we almost, we've almost formed, um, I call them an SEO engineers team. Um, so we've almost formed um, a group of people who um, specialize in SEO specific performance specific approaches, you know, mm-hmm. from the front end to the back end. So we have UI, HTML, CSS, JavaScript developers who can do things that I would never be able to do. <laughs> uh, and of course, you then need the programmers and the platform specialist programmers who can deliver the rest um, of the logic to 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 do the full scale enterprise level, I guess, um, mm-hmm. SEO. And and just thinking about how you've managed to get other teams to care about search-related um, issues, what what does that kind of process looks like? Is it um, is it something that you have during the hiring process, or is there like a extensive sort of um, education um, going on? What, what what does um, that kind of look like? That's a very good question, Sam. A really good question. It's something <laughs> I feel quite passionately about. Um, of course, we 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 don't um, check if developers are interested in SEO in particular. I mean, there is fifty or sixty of them, <laughs> mm-hmm. and oh, and wow. what I know for sure now, having gone through years of um, doing the uh, the work that we have been doing, technical SEO, um, innovative type stuff, pushing the boundaries. 
what I've learned is that developers generally nine out of ten would not consider as SEO if they have been uh, if if they join the team to build websites. You know, they they're focused on front end and the latest techniques that you know front end developers care about, you know, transitions or whatever. Uh, the back end developers only care about their programming and you know best working practices and stuff. And and usually. Um, it's my job to um, get them interested. And, and that is a challenge. And the way I do it, um, if, if, if you give, I find it, if I give um, developers just a brief and say, well, can you do X, Y, and Z, a long list of um, technical SEO requirements, they might do it right, but it will be half-hearted, I would say, um, or, or maybe it will require a little bit more Q&A. But... If I start from, if I take a step back and I actually explain to them, share a screen with them, um, what it is that I'm trying to achieve, I'm trying to almost sell the dream to them as if they are my client. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So if I explain to them what I'm trying to achieve, the latest formats, microformats, whatever I'm trying to trigger and and show them what it means to, to, to get there, then they're a lot more interested and they work a lot faster. <laughs> um, so so the, the uh, latest experiment, which I, of course, um, covered at Brighton, uh, was exactly that. Um, I um, sat down with um, a group of developers and I said, well, you know, uh, how difficult do you think it would be? Um, so we've, we've just done some optimizations and, and now look, the website is nowhere really. Well, it's not nowhere. It's still reasonably fast website, but it was scoring only about 56 out of 100 um, mm-hmm. in the lighthouse. Um, and, and I said, well, you know, sh- sh- shall we try to, to just brainstorm and, and push it and see how far we can push it? Um, I've shown them, the different talks, the different blogs that talk about it um, got them interested, basically. And then we decided to um, arrange um, a couple of hackathons um, where you literally have more minds you know, jo- join in. And then we've right. refined it into a longer program um, of works. We literally run it as a series of R&D um, updates, I guess, on our own website. So okay. it, it would be difficult to do it on a client website, I think. But you probably know... Um, <laughs> taking it to, to the client and say, well, can you um, give me an X budget and I will just try to optimize it. It doesn't work like that. Mm. Um, it's not commercial. Um, you need to show them what it means to them in pound signs or conversions or leads, extra leads that you could achieve to them. So so I needed I needed a methodology to forming a case study or a business case. So I had no option but do it to our own website. <laughs> <laughs> So, so with, um, um, just touching on the the hackathon that you mentioned there, who? So was that the? Did you have all the developers uh, within Delete involved in that, or how how did that come yeah. about, and what what did that look like? Uh, it looked like people coming to work for Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you must have had so, the boy in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you um, you you arrange it as I guess as a social um, gathering. You. Um, usually involves pizzas or some other food, um, beers yep. help. <laughs> um, and the, obviously uh, trying to find um, a weekend where it wouldn't affect um, people's families and their lives usually helps. Um, so um, quite a few people turn, turned up. Um, it was a good group. I'm very, I'm very, very lucky. Our um, development team is a very um, 
they've been with us for a while. There's very low staff turnover in the development team and they're all very advanced. Mm -hmm. um, then we've got some brilliant SEOs um, in-house. They got involved. Um, yeah, um, we just took it from there. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that, that, that's really did, impressive. We, yeah, we didn't do everything. Um, in, in that one day, we were literally analyzing um, recommendations, trying to figure out what changes would, what would make the most difference, uh, what to start with, what to uh, leave for later. Um, so um, obviously starting from something that would make the most difference is, is logical. So we'd yeah. um, blast it through images and then we realized that actually now we have to cut out, to cut up in small pieces just about every single piece of code we have on this one. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what? It, what I've discovered it is a completely different approach to building something for speed and for performance than just building something. We literally ended up re rewiring the whole thing from scratch. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. And and in terms of actually getting a hundred percent in Lighthouse, are there many things that you're just kind of optimizing for the sake of it that don't really have much impact? Like I've I've heard that upgrading to um, WebP or um, next gen, next gen image formats is um, something that Google recommends because they want it's their format. Is that is that something that's actually beneficial or is it are you just kind of doing it to to get a hundred percent because i i guess it doesn't sound quite as impressive if you're like 97 <laughs> percent or <laughs> uh you you know what and the last the last few percent literally are the hardest <laughs> i think we got stuck at 98 um <laughs> and then 99 um but it all uh, i would say just image format doesn't really make make a huge difference it's a combination of um things together that deliver the real real impact for example um not not loading images which are not within the viewport uh, at all uh, lazy loading images as um as you scroll down the page um differentiating you know between so okay if a browser recognizes and understands webp we obviously serve it but then we have um a downgrade um, options, of course, served if browsers don't support uh, WebP. So it's it's a, a huge series of um, image manipulations that we ended up um, rolling out. But I tell you, the best thing from that was is that we actually ended up building almost ready, ready, near reusable components or. Um, practices, I guess, that we now deploy on quite a lot of our projects, which is where I've right. managed to sell it to the agency as if I'm cost neutral, right. <laughs> <laughs> which, which indeed does help um, the way the, the way uh, the wider development team now builds projects. Um, of course, it has changed. We wouldn't do everything. We wouldn't. Not every single project coming out for our doors um, would be 100% scoring. It's, it's very very hard to do, and it's very time-consuming. Yeah. You can't just add a month of work on top of the <laughs> client's budget. But we have the, the the most fundamental things that make the most difference um, definitely done now in a different way to how we're used to. Mm. Yeah. For people listening that might not have as dedicated developers that would come in on a Saturday to um, participate <laughs> in a hackathon, um, what what are the, the key things that you'd recommend that... Um, 
SEOs or marketers kind of communicate to development teams to um, improve performance? Are there any like kind of quick wins or, or major things like images is, is coming to mind here? Um, yeah, images is very, images are extremely important. I guess um, load only what you need approach is um, is um, is also very very important. As it, as in you, when you develop your, your your styles or scripts, develop it in small files, um, log based so group by logical components on your website. So, for instance, have. Um, a set of styles or resources, I guess, for forms, for buttons, for general colors, for pagination, and then lazy load them uh, only when you need them. So don't basically don't load the styles and scripts that that page actually is not even using. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, crit- critical is, is um, I, I'd call it a hack. And this is where you take all of the resources needed for that first paint Mm-hmm. and inline them into your head tag that's really brilliant right. <laughs> <laughs> so that delivers you a near instant page load on first load that right. that, that is important for um any website uh, you know, whether it's a landing page for your ppc campaign or even a landing page for an email marketing campaign if you can have something load instantly Without it even being an amp, um, yeah, why not? So, so that that is a really, really cool, cool hack. Right, I, I bet clients would be very happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, 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 quite often, clients don't even know, or the, the clients that we end up dealing with, they um, they just come with a requirement saying, "Well, I want my website to be super fast. I want it to load in less than two minutes." on yeah. core pages so that's that's my brief and then then we sit down with with the team and say well how many hours we've got 300 hours for this what mm-hmm. do we do within those 300 hours to come as close as, as they want um uh, ideally and more <laughs> the thing is the criteria is changing so fast sam that um often we would begin by begin building a site but if it takes six months to build if it's a right. large implementation mm-hmm. things change <laughs> <laughs> And um, and by the time it actually goes live and gone through all of the approvals, um, content population, by the time it goes live, quite often it it, it could be below uh, what we initially um, set out to achieve. So I guess what is important for SEOs is there to form an understanding between them and their clients, in that this is a living and breathing you know, tool. If you are using Lighthouse, it's a living and breathing tool. But also every other website out there changes. Therefore, the sector average constantly moves. Mm-hmm. So, it is, you know, if it's a project that's running way, way too long, um, it probably will be out of date by, <laughs> by the time it's launched. So are you, so are you saying that the what what kind of the the industry standard for um, speed and performance is constantly changing or constantly changing yeah. absolutely i think i think this is being pushed rightly rightly so this is being pushed somewhat by um you know google is talking about but obviously they've released lighthouse in order mm-hmm. to help website owners see what's wrong with their pages see how to fix it they are enforcing it as a standard, which is great for their users because they have to satisfy their users not only by returning the relevant results to them, but also to ensuring that whatever whatever is is returned as a result 
loads fast and provides an excellent experience. Um, so they are enforcing it. Um, everybody follows it. If, to begin with, it probably starts slow, but I'm noticing now performance on, on sites that are released by um, competitor agencies or um, other SEOs much, much more advanced than even six months ago. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Yeah. And um, I'm just thinking in, in terms of um, like speed is a very good kind of place to start. I can imagine that it's quite easy to uh, communicate to developers the um, the benefits of having a faster site and getting them on board with that. Are there any other areas of SEO that you've kind of managed to um, communicate the importance of successfully? Like um, we often hear at Deep Crawl, um, it's difficult to to get developers to care about things like I don't know canonicalization signals um, <laughs> and and the like. So um, I'm just wondering whether you have any advice for how you'd get development teams to to care about um, things that where it's not so so clear about the benefits. Mm. Y- yeah, um, the way we do it um, is by knowledge sharing quite often maybe twice a week maybe sometimes once a week depending on 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 the um on 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 the week (laughs) we uh, run knowledge sharing sessions or show and tell sessions uh, within the agency different teams take over those sessions um different times but what we try to do is make sure that the agency wide understanding of what we do how we do it and and why is, is there, I find it very, very important. Um, mm. We're all in it to deliver a final product and every single piece of the puzzle needs to be excellent to make sure it all plugs in together and comes out uh, highest mm. quality. So um, we now even, I mean, I'm even now introducing developers into, into accounts practically from pitch stage. Right. So um, getting them to to see what client is asking for and how they're asking for it now. Because quite often brief, briefs now that are coming through the door specifically talk about performance. I've never seen that before. <laughs> I've worked in That's this a good agency. sign, I think. <laughs> yeah, I've worked in this agency since, since 2005. And maybe in the last 12 months, I have noticed large briefs for large, quite not multi-billion pound, I guess, uh, projects, but say a few hundred thousand types project uh, projects um, specifically talk about performance. So it clearly is gaining momentum. Um, and so I'm showing this to developers when working on our responses of how w- what we're telling our clients, how we're going to do it so that they get what they're asking for. Right. So, so they are involved from the very start. Right. It's, so it's getting it's, getting so their involvement from the beginning rather than I, it being an afterthought. I am absolutely doing that mm. now, and and we're very lucky. We have quite a few, um, I guess, leaders um, in the development team. So there, there's a lot of trainers, um, you know, guys who invest their time into making the rest of their teams better and more up to speed so i'm not i'm not on my own here it's it's Mm -hmm. it's a good culture but it's a culture that one needs to nurture and um proactively encourage okay Mm -hmm. and in terms of the knowledge sharing sessions they they sound really interesting so are they 
mainly in person? Are, what what do they look like? Is there is there is there a lot of Q and A? What what do they look like? Uh, yeah, so uh, we uh, we operate from four offices. So um, if I'm running, if we're running a session here, uh, everybody from this office would gather around. We have a large, nice aisle in the kitchen area over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, very large. Um, so we would gather together. And we've got a massive um, screen, kind of this size. <laughs> Right. Um, next yeah. next to it so we would project um and everybody who is in person physically present would would contribute um and listen 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 like this in person but then all the rest of the offices would be able to dial in um there's plenty of um tools and um conferencing facilities out there we use go to we use um, of course skype um google chat so all of them, we, so we try to get everybody involved, even if they are over um, Wi-Fi. Yeah, I, I think that's such an important thing to mm. to get people's uh, continued interest in in what's going on a- across the company. I guess not just with uh, in relation to different search issues, but yeah, um, to mm. get a kind of broader view of what's going on. Um, Absolutely. So, Delete sounds like a perfect agency, but. From your time there, have you come across any absolute disaster stories? Have you got any that you can that you're allowed to share with us? Well, um, yeah, um, I guess <laughs> it's, we wouldn't we wouldn't be here um, had we not made um, some mistakes, some miscalculations. Um, it's it's normal. We're human. Um, um, we we do get things wrong. Um, it's it's how you go about admitting and fixing things that are wrong. That's I guess what's important. So um, maybe not a disaster story, but a very recent one. It's a current project, not yet launched. Um, launching in September, we have been working on a digital transformation for um, a, a national property um, client, um, and I guess we've worked on. Modeled, modeled um, the topic, to- topic modeled content for the core pages. So they have developments, property developments around the country. So there'll mm-hmm. be some core data, but there'll be some uh, additional um, data and content that we were plugging in for the new uh, website to make sure it, um, of course, gets the best um, ranking opportunities. Mm-hmm. And we were estimating the content part of the project. And I guess this is where this is where I've made a mistake and not involved enough people. So there was there was two parts to it. Some content needed to be a completely new, so it it had to be written from scratch. But some core content had to be migrated. And and I guess I've made a few assumptions with the team of how we can migrate it from. I, would ask for a backup of the database from the old solution. And we thought, well, we'll get that database, write a script and migrate all of the right content into the right cells in the new database. And then we're done. So we don't need to be porting across for, for months, um, anything. Mm-hmm. And this is where we've really um, miscalculated how difficult it actually um, would be. So the data was in a format that could not be ported across. Uh, uh-huh. It was not um, in the format we needed. We ended up doing an, an awful lot of extra parsing and our scripts ended up being much, much more complicated. So um, I guess what I've learned is um, I, I probably should have investigated the state of assets and content a little bit further 
um, and not been so um, quick with some assumptions. Um, it, it all ended well. We um, we ended up re re-estimating and replanning and adding a few more people into the team, but it it was it was interesting how I thought I pretty much knew what I was doing. Um, <laughs> And it ended up being much, much bigger piece of work. Let's <laughs> <laughs> soften the way uh, you go into think something thinking it's it's straightforward, and then yeah, you go down a rabbit hole. Um, I can yeah. imagine that's particularly hard um, agency side with with um, client expectations. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's very hard, and you know. The good thing, we were doing the best thing for our client. We were looking for a way to not kill our client with monkey see, monkey do work. (laughs) (laughs) And nobody wants to be porting um, thousands and thousands of pieces of content across manually. It's soul destroying. So I tried to maintain the excitement in the project within their in-house team and Mm -hmm. solve problems and and we did end ended ended up solving them um it was just a much bigger solution <laughs> that was needed <laughs> yeah and um when something like that happens how do you have to kind of explain what's going on to to people more senior than you in the the company how what what does that kind of look like I find honesty works the best. Yeah. Nobody can nobody can um, um, reproach you or um, disrespect you for being honest and doing your absolute best. So we always tell everything to our clients, um, and not not when it's too late. And almost we almost tell them about the problem when it starts, uh, if it starts. Um, so that they are on board with it and they almost feel like the part of the solution so if you get them involved um, they feel for you so much so much more they they are mm-hmm. eager i'm assuming you have a good relationship with them yeah. <laughs> um so that always works better for me yeah and for, for, for delete as well in terms of how much detail that you'd go into explaining a problem do you do you kind of hold back on on some things do you just kind of tell them what they need to know while kind of still being transparent, I guess. Huh, yeah, it depends. I guess um, how much you tell a client depends on how much they want to hear. Uh, certain level, um, people of certain roles in certain levels don't want to hear about code or databases. They just want to know what it's going to cost um, and, 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 and their summary of, of, of the problem, if there is one. Um uh, or if you're working with someone in-house and eager to learn and, you know, it's almost like a knowledge-sharing uh, relationship, they want to know everything. But equally, mm-hmm. you feel excited to share. If somebody wants to yeah. work with you, co-work with you, this is the culture that we try to encourage with all of our clients. You almost become an extension to their team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we become them. <laughs> they become us. Yeah, uh, yeah we, you, you share whatever they want to know. Mm-hmm. but adjust it to the level of role, I guess. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. And is there is there any sort of knowledge sharing that goes on between uh, the agent, your agency, Delete, and clients? A lot. Uh, and that's another thing I'm starting to see in briefs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the last three right. briefs I have, uh, we have responded to, uh, specifically ask for added value 
and that added value will be that you um, engage the the, the in-house team from of, from from client side, um, share things outside from their sector. Quite a few companies are actually really keen on that, so they don't necessarily want to know. So a university doesn't want to know what you've done for uh, another university so right. much because. That's okay, interesting, but not so much. They want to know what you've done for um, a football client or a sports club. So they want to know something from outside of their sector as well as something that is directly relevant to them. So as to just um, help them um, form better understanding of what's going on in the industry and where it's all going, mm-hmm. trends. and Yeah, so is it, I guess it's a bit more top level than what you communicate internally in these knowledge sharing sessions. Is that, is that right? Yeah, I would uh, say so. Um, I mean, weekly calls when on, on a lot of our accounts, we have weekly or bi-weekly calls with um, smaller teams, um, you know, maybe group marketing teams or regional marketing teams where we really um, go into a lot of detail on a weekly basis So um, something comes out, I don't know, something comes out, something new, um, you tell them there and then, as we learn, we almost try to push it to our clients because the more they know about what's coming out, I guess the more exciting things we can build fast and share it with um, community. You know, like this performance, um, this performance um, piece of work, um, we did it quite early, and and now yeah. we've practically ended up deploying it on just about every project we're currently working on. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Um, Okay. Uh, thanks so much for, for sharing all of these experiences. Um, I was wondering if you wouldn't mind just kind of finishing off the, this section with um, maybe some, some advice that you'd give to uh, SEOs and marketers looking to communicate um, more effectively, I guess, mainly with developers, um, but, but also clients as well, whether yeah, you could kind of summarize summarize that, what, what the kind of key tips are. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, first, first, I think SEOs should actually talk to developers and vice versa. So um, it's working in an agency, it's very easy to get lost in messaging type of communication, emails, documents, sharing, chats, not actually voice. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, I almost... I always find that I, I, I get so much more out of people if I if I actually talk to them. You know, they're human. They they will um, detect the vibe from your voice, tone of voice. Um, they just will feel more engaged somehow. Mm-hmm. So first of all, SEOs, please talk <laughs> to your developers, whether it's um, on a microphone like I'm talking to you right now. Uh, or um, telephone, or in any person, of course, is ideal. But um, you know, in, in, in the in the in the modern world, it, everybody is so um, mobile now. Um, it's it's sometimes difficult. So talk to them, and then of course, just keep keep pushing. Uh, don't leave it until um, next week. Uh, just just keep talking, even even if it's a five-minute chat about some feature that you're not quite happy about, or do, just do it now so it feels like a regular, you almost set a pace and an example of how yep. that relationship is going to develop. And do show them why you're trying to do it. 
mm-hmm. and what you ultimately are trying to achieve and what it means for the client, even commercially, you know, share, share how it's being tracked, um, share what goals you're trying to increase, what, what traffic you're trying to, to um, maximize. Um, they are interested. They really want to know. <laughs> yeah, this, this is what we found um, internally at, at Deep Crawl actually is um, from, from speaking to quite a few of the developers that we've got um, working on our crawler, they've, they're actually really keenly interested in SEO. And um, yeah, we've got our own uh, Slack channel, which we, we share uh, SEO related news and kind of updates. And we found that works really well and gets a lot of engagement from across the company, not just people who are only interested in SEO really so um, yeah yeah involve involving them is the most important thing you can do for example I um, I have an, an, a new business opportunity where uh, normally I would go with a member of our sales team or um, solutions team but actually this time I'm saying you know what I'm actually going to take um, our SEO engineer with me because it's a heavily technical heavily technical project, <laughs> mm-hmm. potential project, uh, they will get excited. Um, there will be much more accurate output there and then from them. <laughs> yeah. um, client will see commitment and the talent, I guess, within the team. I think it's a win-win, so I'm, I'm, I'm adapting. <laughs> <laughs> and um, just going back to the uh, your perfect lighthouse score on mm-hmm. the delete site, would you say that that's massively helped um in terms of getting clients on board and kind of get pushing those those projects through um yes so um we were talking about the um the perfect lighthouse score that um that was achieved on our website and if it was helpful for our clients and i think absolutely so um it's 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 a live example and even what i did um I've also kept the old website on a subdomain. <laughs> right. So um, I've kept it live on old.deleteagency.com. Okay. Just for, as and, a point of comparison. Way, absolutely. <laughs> so quite a lot of people actually will, well, what was it before? So I've left it all there for anyone to see yeah. <laughs> and experiment, you know, to see the difference in code, see the difference in styles, how things load. So they can actually get inspired. If somebody knows a little bit more or has um, a deeper technical um, understanding, it will be so much more valuable for them. (laughs) But also to clients, you know, I run a a lighthouse test on an old site and straight away on the new. And I'm saying, see, it looks exactly the same. But in terms of performance, it's worlds apart. Right. Okay. (laughs) That's so great to hear. It's such a a great success story. Um, Okay, I think we're going to um, kind of bring things to a close here, but um, I just wanted to end with a, a final question. So um, you are based up in Leeds, is that right? Uh, London and Leeds. London um, and Leeds. It's, um, so the, the London office is on the um, Golden Square in Soho um, and the Leeds office is um, is slightly outside of the city centre. Okay. So these are the two main offices in the UK. Right. Okay. And which one, where do you prefer spending your time? So it's a controversial um, my, my, question. My base, <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I used to, I, I used to be based in London um, a while back and then I've moved 
back to Yorkshire. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, I guess my, my full-time base is in Leeds, but uh, we, most of our projects, most of our clients are nationwide or even, to be honest, even global. Um, so we end up traveling. Every single team right. ends up traveling so much. Qu- okay. Quite a lot of our clients are yeah. European, um, even American. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. So there's there's a lot of travel, travel ah, okay. a lot of travel. Yeah. Cool. But so... Mm-hmm. London or Leeds? <laughs> Leeds for me. Uh, yeah. London, I love visiting. The office mm. is awesome. It's um, it's a nice penthouse yeah. type building with a wonderful balcony and great views. Um, right. So I love going there, but just going there, yeah. <laughs> coming uh, back. <laughs> I'm I'm based down in in London, and um, I do like the the hustle and bustle of it, but it's always refreshing to to come up to Yorkshire sort of way and. Um, yeah, it's a it's it's a it's a nice way of life up there. Have you got any favourite Yorkshire sayings? That coming from a Ukrainian. <laughs> <laughs> I I spent a year up in York and um, I I was like fully bought into uh, the Yorkshire accent and um, all the culture <laughs> up there of yeah. Um, of pies and um it, it was great and my my favorite uh my favorite saying was a up duck hey. I, like, I like it i don't know i don't know what duck's about but yeah I've, I've watched a few david attenborough documentaries and ducks are actually quite horrible animals but yeah um yeah uh that, that's my favorite one but yeah so i've heard got, i've heard that one yeah. yes <laughs> Probably refrain from music. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, oh, actually, I've got one final, final question. Is there is there anything that you'd like to um, promote or, or plug either in the way of, um, I don't know, any uh, conferences that you might be speaking at or it might be something like um, a product or service that makes your life easier that people might not know? Product or service? Um, are you talking in the context of SEO product or service or in general? No, no, in, in general, something that helps you to be more um, productive, more efficient. Um, yeah, I mean, other than normal um, expected, I guess, suite of tools and products that an SEO um, such as myself would, would use, I really like, um, it's an agile software development tool. Um, it's a suite called Atlassian. Ah, uh, and yeah. a particular product that I'm talking about is called Jira. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jira is a way to um, really develop projects, but I use it for all of our SEO accounts. <laughs> right. So um, it's a brilliant um, task tracker. Um, you can collaborate with... Um, I don't have any shares in Jira. <laughs> um, I just find it works really well if you um, if you are an agency and you work with a client with an in-house team or multiple teams in-house that you can onboard them all with their roles and um, mm-hmm. their own, I guess, um, names and usernames in in that software. You can all collaborate in one kind of wiki style. Yeah ticketing system that really helps and makes my life a lot easier <laughs> yeah we in, the, in our marketing team here we were um we we tried with with jira for 
um, quite a long time, but we we just we we struggle to to get people bought into it. I think yeah. if if you've got lots of um, different people and um, lots of different stakeholders using it, I think that could work. Particularly yeah. developers, yeah. I I think it's a fantastic solution. Um, but yeah, we've we've been uh, we've been sold into Monday.com, so mm-hmm. the the whole team here loves that, and it's a bit more. Um, user friendly, I think. For that's it. Yeah, yeah. it's very dry. So Jira is <laughs> yeah. the the reason I like Jira is because I used to be <laughs> minimal interface, maximum functionality. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not fancy looking um, yeah. at all, but um, it does the job in the way I'm used to. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but absolutely, there are so many uh, tools out there. Um, in fact, Google Suite is amazing. So okay. um, yeah. collaborating on documents documents sheets um is is, is fantastic definitely we use it yeah. a lot. That, that, get rid that of spreadsheets yeah. and word it's um yes <laughs> it's, it's all about google docs and sheets yeah, yeah absolutely um it's very powerful really really powerful what you can do with scripts and google sheets is is phenomenal as an as an seo there's loads of um many tools you can imitate and functionalities you can recreate <laughs> <laughs> definitely um Okay, I think we're going to wrap things up there. So, um, thank you very much for for taking part in the the very first episode of Open Dialogue. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on, and um, I'm sure uh, our our listeners have, have learned a lot from this this chat. It's been, um, I know that I certainly have, Polly. So, um, thank you very much for for coming on, and we'll hope thank to you. have you on again in the future, hopefully. So, Excellent. thank, thank you, very you very much. much. For A massive thank you goes out to Polly for being our very first guest on Open Dialogue. And thank you for listening, especially while I find my feet as a podcaster. Also, a special shout out goes to BMO Studios in Hackney, who have made this podcast sound so great. If you want to hear more from Polly, you can find her at Polly unslash P on Twitter. If you want to hear more from myself, I'm at Sam underscore Marsden on Twitter. And if you want to share our humble podcast with the world, make sure to add the hashtag open underscore dialogue. You'll also be able to find a written recap of this podcast over on the Deepcrawl blog by visiting deepcrawl.com forward slash podcast. You can also sign up to our mailing list there and be notified when we release new episodes on a bi-weekly basis. Also make sure to subscribe to Open Dialogue on your podcasting platform of choice. Thank you again for listening and I look forward to you joining us again for the next episode. So until the next time, goodbye.